Coming up, we're going to be giving our review of Captain America Civil War on this episode of Dizpop. Dizpop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Rhino Clavin, your host of Dizpop, and joined by me today in this episode is the lovely Craig Williams. Hello. Yes. Hello, indeed. Hello. Yes. And we, we've just seen a movie, haven't we? Oh. Did you yes, see the same movie? Together. Oh, think, yeah. Yeah, we did see the same movie, I believe, just not together. We went at the exact same time. We just went into neighboring theaters so that we could hold the wall in between at the same time yes that's yeah. as close as we get to seeing movies at the same time exactly that's that's as best as we can do no we saw uh we saw captain america civil war and yeah. i'm excited to hear what you said we we texted each other the basic thoughts i gave you a little bit more just because i was super excited coming yeah. out of the theater on uh, thursday night um and i didn't see it till friday afternoon so. yeah and, but I, I held back with asking. I really wanted to know your opinion, but I knew that we were going to be doing this very shortly. Yeah. So I didn't want to get too much meat. Well, I, I want to um, I want to put a little asterisk here on this episode is that we are going to try and be as spoiler free as possible. However, there are some things that we're going to talk about in here for sure. I'm, I'm not giving away any third act surprises or any of that if anybody's worried about that. But there are some things that you will not have seen in any of the previews that I feel like we definitely should address in the movie. That just involves some action scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it, I'm going to say spoiler light. It won't ruin your movie experience at all, but if you are somebody who likes to go in just blind, then I would say wait till uh, after you see the movie and then start listening back up again. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll let you know if uh, there are any spoilers as best as we can. Yeah. So. We'll try to give you the heads up ahead of time. And we'll try to count in our head how long it's going to be even though it won't matter because we can't tell you like fast forward 15 seconds at this point because well it's just, it, it already happens right yeah so <laughs> just, uh but we, we'll do our best as right. far as we go in this process um should we start out by talking a little bit about the plot of the movie itself um yeah i i think um so this this cap uh this captain america it's hard because i keep not wanting to call it Captain America, which is weird, but it's definitely a Captain America yeah, movie. It was Avengers Light. Yeah. Uh, except, obviously, a lot of this is taken from the side of Captain America. Yeah. And it's that's from, why like, it's his point remains. of view. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, this, this movie, I'm always a big fan of superhero movies that deal with the aftermath of situations, and I've said it before on the show, I was one of the few people that liked um, Batman versus Superman, and because it dealt with all the aftermath of... The Man of Steel. So this movie kind of deals with a lot of the aftermath from the Avengers Age of Ultron and Captain America Winter Soldier. And, and pretty much, well, it, it, a lot of other elements do come into play from the Marvel Cinematic Universe thus far as well. Exactly, yeah. So this movie picks up uh, kind of in a weird sense because clearly uh, – Age of Ultron had come out because the Avengers have kind of reteamed. Thor and the Hulk aren't there. Iron Man isn't there in this instance. It, it's some of the newer characters, so like Scarlet Witch is present. Yeah, and so it's definitely Falcon. after that yeah. and Falcon. However, um, they are pursuing a character from Winter Soldier. Not going to say which one. Oh, okay. Um, keeping keep the that. spoilers out, but they're pursuing a character from Winter Soldier, and uh, I will just say, you know, as the Avengers always try to do, they. 
They try to take care of their target without creating too much destruction around them, um, which thankfully the Hulk wasn't there because that's whenever things go bad. Uh, But that sets up the greater plot of the movie in that uh, (laughs) in that the Avengers and all the superheroes in the universe, um, you know, they're they're being let go with very little control over what they're doing. They're allowed to go after who they think whenever they want uh, in order to protect Earth. And yeah, that's whenever the Sokovia Accords, which this movie's all set around, uh, the United Nations wants to put in the Sokovia Accords uh, based on the event that happened in Sokovia. And that is that they will the united nations will have a panel that will they, basically control yeah the, the it it turns the avengers from a private privately excuse me privately funded organization or group which tony stark is the you know obviously the guy who's funding it into a government owned and operated establishment thank you yeah that, that, i remember that line specifically being like oh okay i i see here now yeah um yeah, and it, it's 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 interesting because they do they bring in the destruction from the Avengers. You, you've all seen this in the preview. Yes, I'm assuming you know I'm assuming everyone's seen at least the first preview, and it's um, you know they're they're showing the destruction from New York, the destruction from Sokovia, and what the destruction that gets this movie going too, which is interesting because that first scene in this movie feels like kind of a wrap up to a loose end in Winter Soldier. This movie very much to me feels like you could watch the first. Aven- uh, not Avengers, excuse me, um, the Winter Soldier, and then go right into this movie, and really not, you'd miss a lot because Vision's there and Scarlet Witch is there, yeah. but it feels like this could be picked up immediately after where yeah. Captain America left off, the last one. I, I agree. Like, with, if you're talking about, like, you know, Avengers movies, a lot of people are just excited about the Avengers. Uh, you could watch Avengers and go straight into Avengers Age of Ultron and not missing out on too much yeah. that happened in between. However, with this one, um, you know, I don't think you could watch Avengers Age of Ultron and then go straight into Captain America Civil War and understand what's going on. You would have yeah. to watch Winter Soldier. And then, you know, Age of Ultron, it would help if you were going from Captain America to Civ- or from Winter Soldier to Civil War. It would help to get to know those characters a little more. However, uh, the talks about the events in uh, Age of Ultron weren't substantial to the point that you had to know everything that's happening. Yeah, like especially the it would always kind of took me back a little bit by Age of Ultron because I just watched um, Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron right before I went to go see this. I, I, you know, again, I'd seen them before, obviously, but uh, it was the whole thing is the big deal in Winter Soldier is that Shield has fallen, yeah, and there's this big corrupt thing, and then and then the end of Winter Soldier, Steve is ready to go with. Uh, uh falcon i can't remember his name um anthony sam wilson sam wilson the character's name um is ready to like be like hey we're gonna go find your friend now and then he's just kind of like hanging out in stark tower and the avengers tower with everybody for that party and they have a line where they mention it but it's just kind of this weird sidetracked like nobody wants to talk about the government agency that kind of fell and like you know like sam jackson comes back later in the movie and and then you know there's that I don't want to go into it too much in case you haven't seen it. I mean, if you haven't, what are you doing listening to this? Yeah, exactly. That's a weird review. But, um, you know, they have, there's kind of like, I don't know. We'll get to this later because this is one of the issues with this current movie. Not an issue, but a, a thing that I felt like wasn't addressed in the current movie, hmm. what I was about okay. to say. So, so I don't know. How much further in the plot do you want to go? Because I feel like there's some more important things. I think this is not 
I won't call this a spoiler. I'll say it's semi-spoilerish. But uh, Captain America is set up in that it actually has two main plots instead of one, but they're woven together. Obviously, the first main plot is the Sokovia Accords and the civil war that it creates within the Avengers of obviously team cap and his followers who don't want to sign the Sokovia agreement versus Iron Man and, uh, you know, everyone on his side that is willing to sign it and put those sanctions on them. So that is your first plot. And then the second plot has to deal with another character who actually comes into play because of age of Ultron. He, not a character that you see in that movie, but was affected by the events that happened in that movie, who stirs up a lot of issues. And it, it's very, like, I, he is a villain, but in the smallest sense, he's a villain, because he's playing a lot of cards uh, and dealing a lot of the hands that pushes all the events into motion. Uh, but he's not, like, you know, it's not a, he's a, a typical Marvel character. Yeah, it's, he's a, he's a catalyst for the events. He's, exactly, and and he he even knows that himself. You know, it's one of those where he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, it which is interesting because, <coughs> excuse me, um, before I went to go see the movie, I I try not to read too much about it. I just like to see like a general score, maybe like a consensus yeah. of what what people say. And one of the things, one of the articles, as I was scrolling through before I put my social media embargo on myself was that like people complained about the villain being flat. And I would disagree with that heavily. I I thought that the villain in this movie was well motivated. I thought there was a twist to his story that I really actually enjoyed. Um, Because at first I was just, I was a little confused by what was going on with him. And then when it kind of all comes out, you're actually like, oh, it it does remind me, I don't know why I can't put my finger on, but vaguely of like a Mission Impossible villain. Kind of the guy... He reminds me a little bit of from Ghost Protocol, but then I was like, no, but that guy didn't have the same type of motivation, so I don't know. But it, but it wasn't a bad villain. I think he was a great villain for somebody that who you know, it's just a guy. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, in a grander sense, he isn't a superhero movie villain because he doesn't have special powers. He's not Loki. He's not Ultron. He's nothing. He's just a normal guy who was affected who's living in this hero world and it's and that theme plays out a lot throughout the movie it's a lot of the decisions the characters end up making is based on the same problem that the main villain has and yeah it's i won't say what it is because i don't want to spoil anything but it 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 runs through so many characters in this movie i actually i really like there's a scene in the opening of the movie and again i won't get into specifics but alfrey wood woodard woodard yeah Yeah. was in it and i was like oh man i didn't know she was in this movie and it's it's kind of like her part is a window into that and it, I was actually taken back because she's only in the one scene. Yeah. So I, I was a little surprised. Yeah, but. She was billed very high in the movie. Obviously not <laughs> yeah. like above any of the main Avengers, but then like into the next characters. There could have been a lot of people billed before her. But yeah, she she's essentially the literal definition of a cameo. Not yeah. like, oh, she's in a couple scenes. It's literally like she's got a couple lines. She's got an emotional impact and then she's out. She's yeah. Peace. <laughs> like, but, um, but that's, kind of, you know, and I would even say like she's kind of the person who gets that story rolling yeah um people affected by stuff but so are we ready to jump in on our actual thoughts with it yeah we yeah. we are yeah yeah because i don't i don't want to get too spots plot specific other than the things that like 
we're going to talk about. The, the plots yeah. of the key moments that we're going to talk about. So should we start with the pros and then the cons? Okay, yeah. We'll start with your, your first pro of this movie. Okay, my first pro of this movie, I will say immediately from the opening scene, and I felt the same way when I saw Winter Soldier, is the Russo brothers really, for for two guys that come from comedy backgrounds, like community, or, yeah. or um, I think they were involved with... Uh, um, happy endings, you know. Yeah, they directed a couple TV shows here and there. Off yeah, and on. their their handling of action scenes is the best I've seen, maybe in all of the Marvel films. And this movie really starts that really fast. Yeah, they're they're brilliant directors. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet, but uh, the people who do honest trailers from Screen Junkies. They actually had the Russo brothers come in. Oh, their reaction of the the reaction yeah. of the Winter Soldier. I haven't watched it yet. Honest trailer, and I mean they they flat out admitted it. They said whenever we made Winter Soldier, when we sat down to write the script and take care of everything with it, uh, the way they thought of it was we need to do whatever we can to seal this movie shut so that Honest Trailers has no ammo <laughs> against it. And I feel like that's exactly how they directed this movie, too, in terms of the action sequences. It's not – nothing was over the top, like, so bizarre that people won't be able to rip it apart for it. Yeah, it, it has it has, it has has moments where you, you, you know, okay, well, I'm watching a movie about special people. You know yeah. what I mean? Enhanced individuals. And so you get to see them enhanced, but at the same time, it, the suspension of disbelief is not pushed to its boundary. It's kind of like, okay, well, that hero can do this. You know, yeah. there's there are one or two moments, and in, in this happened in Winter Soldier 2, where I was like, man, does Captain America's bones never break? Because he in, the, in Winter Soldier, he jumped out of the, like, 19th story of a building and landed on a shield. And I'm like, okay, well, just because you landed on the shield doesn't mean you didn't break your arm, you know? Yeah, and there, but there was one moment in this movie where I felt like he was about to get to his breaking point. Yeah, I, I, uh, close I, to the end. Yeah. The, I mean, he makes a statement that he made in the first movie back before he was transformed. It's into, a nice moment too. Yeah, it, it kind of it's a nice callback to it. I feel like right at that point, uh, that was the closest we've seen captain america coming to break um but that kind of brings apart a larger one of my issues that's a con and i can't say that it's a it's a it's an idea that i formed in my head solely based on mine i'm not gonna go there yet it's something that i did read from uh another reviewer uh and i think i actually watched the video yeah and it stuck with me and now that the more i've thought about it i actually wholeheartedly agree with it um so we'll get there whenever we get to the cons. I want to talk about my first pro, though. Well, well hold on. After you're done. Because you, you said something that kind of inspired me a little bit. I want to say that the Rousseau brothers do, do a great job of making, of demonstrating how Captain America is a super soldier, though. Because um, it, it kind of ties into how well they choreograph the action. They're, they're, for me, Captain America, the first Avenger, is the worst of all the Marvel movies. Yeah. I do not like it at all. I think it's a terrible movie. Um, and any, I, if you like it, that's fine. That's okay. I'm not, I'm no not trying to convince it. you otherwise, but it's a movie that has no ending. And, um, I just, it's very choppy. Yeah. It's, it's made of um, millions of little mini scenes and I find it very boring, but I'd say that since then I am completely flipped around on Captain America because of the Rousseau brothers and Joss Whedon. And I'd say the Rousseau brothers have done an excellent job of, um, 
demonstrating his power. Yeah. Oh, which a lot of the power is kicking. And that yeah, again a lot of goes... kicking. I do love when he gives a guy a good kick to the chest and he flies back like that, 30 feet. That goes back to that, uh, that Honest Trailers interview that they did. They admitted. They're like, well, Captain America, he's very limited in his abilities. What yeah. can he do? Well, he has his shield and he can kick people. And so he kicks a lot of people. But every time he does it, it's just... It's so entertaining. It uh, no, I love it. I love it. It's one of those where I'm like, where they go, how are they going to fly away now? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are they going to? But I will say that's one of my one complaint about the Captain America character character it's himself is that without his shield, I sometimes feel like he's no nothing. You know, he's a little lost. But he's a good fighter. I will say that. I saw that in this movie. Yeah. But I want to turn it over now. I want to know what your pro is. My first pro. It's probably going to surprise you and but it's the one thing i want to know most of your opinion i thought they handled the introduction of tom holland as spider-man beautifully in this movie um yeah i i you know i'm a big spider-man fan and i will fight you till the cows come home as my mother says like until um, the end of time that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 are fantastic films by themselves. I don't care what you think about Spider-Man. I don't care what you think about anything. I just think they're great films and they're much better than the Andrew Garfield ones. And I was very nervous because my issue with Spider-Man is the Spider-Man I came to love is from the 90s Fox Kids cartoon show and yeah. Spider-Man's in college in that one. And um, so when they get younger and younger, which I know he is in high school sometimes yeah. in the story, I get... I get, he as I find I'm getting older and older. I'm getting less. I'm I find Spider-Man less relatable to me. Yeah, well, um, that makes know. perfect sense. You know, and and so my fear here was like Spider-Man is it's one of my favorite superheroes, and I was nervous and I was like, oh man, they're doing it in high school again, and I don't know. And Tom Holland was fantastic, and I didn't like the costume when I first saw it, but yeah, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, this kid was great be- solely because. He's distinctly different than the other two. And what's crazy to me is while I'm watching him have this scene, you know, with Tony Stark, with uh, um, Robert Downey Robert Jr., Downey Jr. who has signed on to be in the Spider-Man movie, yes. which which will make you very excited after seeing the scenes with Spider-Man and him in this movie. Um, I, I was kind of like... This kid actually looks like a young Tobey Maguire too. Like he's got the big ears with the head, the hair. It, like if they ever did a Spider-Man multiverse thing, like they they used to do in the comics or the the show, I would I would say if they could get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on on hand, I would just lose my mind. But but anyway, yeah, I I think they did. It fit into the story. It didn't feel out of place. I thought the action scenes involving Spider-Man were amazing. Oh, absolutely. I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man anymore, mostly for the reasons why you said uh, uh, I don't I don't relate to him in any way. I uh, some of my least favorite characters in the Marvel Universe are these accidental characters like, you know, I I like Hulk. I like I Spider-Man's an accident, though. (laughs) Yeah, I just it, it, it's tough. I have I have mixed feelings based on each one. Spider-Man, I'm finding that I enjoy less and less as time goes on. However, Tom Holland completely... Turn, re- turned you around on it? Yeah, yeah. Just this kid, I am so glad they found him because I can't imagine anyone doing better for this role. He was yeah. so witty. He was so sharp. He is the exact definition, almost in my mind, of what I always expected a Spider-Man to be. Not Like, I, Tobey Maguire... Especially Spider-Man 2. I have a fondness for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because that was such a big movie whenever we were growing yeah, up. Yeah, right. So I, I see it from that perspective. But but I do understand that the people's issue with the Spider-Man of Tobey Maguire's era is that he was forty years old. Well, yeah, well that, and he wasn't very snarky too. Yeah, he was. He's he's the he's the like '60s Spider-Man. He's not the the. The one that even the one when I watched when I was a kid, he was very much like always making comments all the time and not even in a bad way. He's just he's a talker. Yeah. No, I and I, I thought that they handled it brilliantly. I ended up loving his suit. I thought I did like the suit a lot, too. I will say that. Yeah, everything worked together. I liked it. The and spoiler, not spoiler. Uh, this Spider Man, the webs don't come from his mutation. But I do like that that was acknowledged in the yes. movie because somebody was like, "Is that coming out of you?" Exactly. It's he created this device, yeah. and uh, so I I enjoyed that they handled that and that it was done in a way that was more about like how a lot of the Avengers is more about their minds than what they were given yeah. based on the circumstances, just how they use how they use the abilities that they were given. And this was a perfect example of that. Well, um, in, on that note too, I, I thought that his story of being in the film, like his, you know, we all know how Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies and that's the guilt. And that's why Spider-Man becomes the, the vigilante Spider-Man as opposed to just somebody using his powers. And we all know that story. We've seen it twice now, you yeah. know, and if you haven't seen, if you've never seen a Spider-Man thing, then I don't know where you've Spider-Man. been. Spider-Man. Sp- Spiderman. Spiderman. Yeah, Walter Spider-Man. J. Spiderman. Um, but he, uh, like, it's it's. There was this moment where like Robert Downey Jr. was kind of asking him. There, Tony Stark was saying like, "Why do you do this?" And he and uh, Peter Parker he said um, something along the lines of, uh, "Because when you don't do it and you can do it, that's when the bad things happen." Exactly. And I was like, "Oh my God, that's perfectly put." Because that's. Right there in that line, you know he's referring to the fact that Uncle Ben died because he didn't do something, you know, or at least he feels responsible yeah. for that. But it also tied into the plot of this movie beautifully. So, oh, yeah, just like man, they just did his origin story in in two seconds, and yep. it worked beautifully. And they also got to show Aunt May, played by Marissa Tomei. Oh my god, she was she was like, I look forward to that. I hope yeah. that's a thing. Like, no, it's they could not have done it brilliant more brilliantly, and that goes along too with uh, some of the uh, the. Well, not some of the other. The other main person who was shown for the first Which time. Which I also think is a great pro in this movie as well. Yeah. Showing off Black Panther, played by the... Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Played by the brilliant Chadwick Boseman. Uh, Wonderful job. Love him in 42. I I haven't seen just, it yet, but... That, oh, so he is in 42. That's what I thought. I said, yeah, he plays I said Jackie the Jackie Robinson, Robinson story, yeah. and someone was like, no, the Runner movie. But he's the Runner in the Runner movie, yeah. right? Or no? With the one with Jason Sudeikis? I can't remember the name of it. But somebody said that was him, and I was like... Oh, I thought he was Jackie Gleason in that baseball movie, but Jackie Jackie Gleason, not Jackie. You Gleason. thought he was? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, he exa- he was Jackie Gleason in the Honeymooners remake yeah, that yeah. happened a couple years uh, ago yeah, with Cedric. Um, um, no, he was. Uh, um, but he was also in um, the James Brown movie. Um, get yeah, on get up. on up. Yeah, he played James Brown. One of my so favorite songs. I I I I thought his character again another character that I thought they chose the exact right moment to bring him in because it, it's he. And and it's funny because his storyline reminds me almost of Spider Man three a little bit the Tom McGuire one the one that's you know not great yeah I, I would even no the one that sucks you know terrible just be honest yeah and but there you know a lot of that movie is like each character is so dramatically what they're supposed to be like Harry is so enveloped by revenge and then Mary Jane is just so hurt but there there's kind of this moment in the movie with Chadwick Boseman where you're like man that story really really paid off with him yeah I. 
can flat out say I hated him through <gasps> five, like six it? of the movie. Not hated his not hated him. Or were you just kind of like, God, I'm so annoyed by this character because he keeps getting involved. In we we should have started at the beginning. Yeah. I'm I'm Team Cap. I was always Team Cap going no, into I, this. No, I, okay, see, theologically, I'm Team Cap, but Iron Man is my, in this universe, I think Iron Man is my favorite of the superheroes. And, and that's it might it. just be the charm of Iron Man. Though. Theologically, I was Team Cap, and then also because of Winter Soldier and how Captain America has developed in uh, Avengers and then Age of Ultron, I've just, I've come to appreciate him so much more. Yeah, and I agree. It, yeah. On the opposite side, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, you know, he was great in Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2 and 3, depending on how you feel about the, the movies. One. I love the third one. That favorite. is what it is. But then Avengers, it felt like they pushed life back into him. And yeah. uh, with Age of Ultron, he was still on his part. But his shtick for me is getting kind of old in terms of Well, that. I do I do actually have one of my cons in this movie involves Iron Man. Yeah. And we'll get there. Yeah. We're, we're, we're wrapping up the pro soon, but... Um, not to say that there aren't a million of them, but they they do step into uh, spoiler territory. That's the only yeah. That's the only reason. And so, with all that being said, I'm like, I just I love how Captain America is being handled now. It finally feels yeah. like he's being given the treatment that every superhero deserves to get. And I mean, a lot of this movie, if you are on one side versus the other you are going to have strong feelings about the characters going up against it. It's not a surprise from all the promotional materials. Uh, Black Panther is on Iron Man's side. Black Widow's and you, on and, you Iron you know, Man's side. And the side. thing is, too, is that you see you see the reason why everybody's on the side. So it's yeah. not just kind of like people just picked a side. Everybody, you know, everybody gives their case, like even Vision, that you're like, oh, well, I was thinking Vision's on Captain America's side because he created him. but yeah. Or not Captain America, excuse me, Do Iron Man's side Iron because Man. he... He created him, and that's not the case. And they no. they both make extremely valid. You you completely understand it. And the other thing I'll, I'll I'll say in terms of like picking sides is there are some moments in this movie where some characters waver from side to side, yeah. and that's and I think if that hadn't happened, I would have not enjoyed the movie as well because I was kind of like the as they're trying to demonstrate their point people are swayed. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's very real. And there's one character in particular that has a complete turn and he or she, well, you just ruined he it. Or she, <laughs> I said he or she completely redeemed themselves in my terms in this eye of the movie, because I was kind of upset, but they, yeah, I was, I, I felt like they were misplaced in the beginning. Yeah. And that's all we'll say about that. Yeah. If you know how to put it together or if you saw the movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, by the end of the movie, Black Panther, in the if they did not end it, the movie itself, the way they did, Black Panther, whenever that movie came out, I almost probably would have boycotted it just on principle of not liking him from this movie. But at, at his finish, it's like, oh my gosh, this is such a great character who's yeah. so level-headed, who... I, now I'm flat out excited for the yeah, Black Panther. Movie I agree. Based I, on it. Something where I was just kind of like, it's just as its own thing that I don't know anything about. It's the character I know the least about, I'd say. Yeah. And it just, 
I don't know. He had a great like birth of a hero story that I kind of hope we learn more about because I'm I'm confused about his powers a little bit. And but I also appreciate that this movie didn't like lay into that yeah. either. It wasn't like, well, he has this or that or you know this happened to him. And yeah. it just kind of went over it that you can assume where his powers come from. He does kind of give an explanation, but it's not like it's very broad. Yeah, I'm, I'm. There's a there's some ring involved at one point that I'm not sure if that's where it comes from or not. So I actually went out today and bought Black Panther issue one because Marvel is currently starting his a new run of his of him in the comic books and so i'm gonna i might talk about that on another show actually and do a little review of the Mm. current current standing of the marvel comic universe because they're getting ready for civil war 2 in the comic books and now that i've seen i know that this movie took a lot of liberties with the storyline in the comic book because the storyline in the comic book involved like 300 characters and stuff but but i liked I liked what they did with it. This felt more. This felt a little more organic to where we are in the cinematic yeah. universes. Where where's the comic book? Lets you get into the more obscure and yeah. You know. And with the comic book, I mean, just throwing it out there, the whole plot of that isn't with the Sokovia Accords. With the comic book, it's about whether mutants should have to register them. Right, and that's kind of like what X Men one and two and like all the first, the original yeah. trilogy of X Men movies are all about that. So they kind of have already we've already seen that in movies. Yes. You know, in a way, we have seen that. Um, the last thing I want to throw on is with talking about the characters is I think we would be doing ourselves a disfavor without mentioning that Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, has completely redeemed himself in his movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. No matter how you feel about Ant-Man, the movie, you're going to like you'll love the character from this movie. Yeah, he was kind of, in my opinion, in the first Avengers film. One of those like takeaways from it was that Mark Ruffalo was absolutely brilliant, yeah. so witty, so funny in it, and in like kind of in the same way for this one. That's how Paul Rudd was as Ant Man. Just brought that same comedic timing, but also kicked a lot of butt. Oh yeah, it. and he has one of the most like surprise moments, and I feel like I want to talk about it. It's and gonna I be know, huge. I know it's a spoiler semi-spoiler because it is uh, okay I'm, I'm going to talk about the marketing of this movie period i was sitting in the movie theater i saw it in imax 3d by the way um and i know craig you said you saw it in regular 3d i think it was completely worth it to see in 3d which I'll, i don't often say this about movies either but the 3d didn't bother me at any moment i never felt it was post-converted no in the fight scene at the airport when like Ant- it's going from like ant-man's perspective like tiny to everybody else it's just this amazing it's this whole amazing it, it worked. It really worked. Um, so, you know, choose choose how you want to see it. I, I think the next time I see it, I'll see it in 2D, though. But, um, okay, so I want to talk about it. We do see another aspect of Ant-Man's powers. I'll try and not say directly what it is, but I'm sure some people have thought, if he can get really tiny, why can't it go the other way? And I have to say, what could have turned out to be completely cheesy yeah exactly where i'm like i'm really happy they didn't do it in the ant-man film it worked and was handled it looked great everything was great about it in this movie and i you know and i applaud the russos again for that i'm gonna say uh, this i know i said that was my pro in the beginning but the air the airport scene is a great um uh testament to how well they direct is that you know it never felt like I was losing parts of the battle, but it, but every, there were so many different characters in so many different places that like when they were intermixing and going after each other, 
it, it was kind of insane because it was clearly like somebody on a piece of paper said, okay, we're going to start one character at a time and we're going to map out their entire where they like, here's the blueprint of the airport where we'll be filming and we're going to map out every step that Hawkeye takes here. Yeah. You know, and so and then they're like, okay, but now he's going to cross over here and they're going to get involved in the fight over here and then he's going to get and and so the spatial perception is so solid. It's just it's it's insane to me that there's so many characters in so many different locations at once. But I always feel like it's very real. Like it's happening, you know. Yeah. I don't know, and I feel like that's a good testament because sometimes people do cheap cutaways. It's all an editing oh, yeah. trick, and you know. So know. let me hear a con from you, just to see okay. to bring up other pros. I'm, I'm, I I I have to see it again because I think I was influenced by the stupid TV commercial that says like the best superhero movie ever, and I'm not gonna say either way how I feel about that yet. I got to let it sink in a little bit more. However. My first con when I went to see this movie is actually Iron Man himself. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s first scene was great. I was very impressed with how they did this scene. It was a little confusing at first because you're like, what is going on? Because it's a very young, it's a yeah, it's an 18-year-old Robert Downey Jr., but it's him and it's that whole Tron scenario. Or yeah. I'm assuming they did some facial mapping, but um, it, it, uh, it, it, um, I just didn't feel like Iron Man was Iron Man enough in this film. And I I feel like he had his moments that were very funny, and he was a good character, and I felt like he's evolved. He's not the same guy he was before. I know what you're saying about the shtick, though. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm also a little... I'm going to tell you right now, there's actually something in this movie that I'm angry about, and it's Pepper Potts. Uh, yeah. The Pepper Pot... Pepper... It's like a tongue twister here. Pepper the Pepper Potts... Potts storyline i've loved she for me is the best female character love like love interest character we'll say that they've introduced in the in the cinematic universe and it kind of felt like they had done so well with it because i love her cameo in the avengers and then they just kind of were like after iron man 3 there that's it you know I, i get why she's kind of explained away in the second avengers movie but now this is the second time that he's on screen where she's another part of him and and they do explain what's going on but yeah it just kind of it makes it undermines the value of Iron Man three to me. He, but I will say at that same time, the Iron Man storyline in this movie is also great because it acknowledges all of its other moments, and it does have a moment in this movie that throws back into the original. You know, like yeah, it respects that storyline. However, I don't know. Maybe that storyline went into a place I didn't want it to. But the Iron Man story into like the third act, you you do you do feel that's where it's great. That were that's where it was like this is the Tony Stark like story I want to see you know yeah but the, but the whole the whole time during the movie there's never a moment where you forget this is a Captain America movie and yeah maybe that's part of it well know? with with Iron Man in this one it, it's rough because the thing that shifts him from being okay as an Avenger to needing to come to a understanding under the Sokovia Accords. Um, it's just, it's like one of those things, it is so drastic and it's such a little event that happens, but it has such a drastic impact. That's what I didn't enjoy with it. Um, he shouldn't, the moment that kind of switches his I, whole mind I agree with that 100% set on it, you just said too. It, it shouldn't have had any effect on him, but for some reason, especially since he's did. been such a strong headed character in all of his movies so far, that's the thing. It almost made him seem w- like... 
He's weak now, you know? Yeah. And so I, I understand what you are saying about Iron Man. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I'll have to go kind of with that. I, I don't know how much there is to say, but I'm going to go in my first pro before yeah. I forget it. Con? That I was going to, my first con, sorry, before I forget it, based on everything we've been talking about. My first con is that. I thought, based on the previews for this, that this was going to be the first time that there were actual stakes in a Marvel movie. Um, uh, yeah, I'll agree I, with that, too. Yeah. You know, there is a... In the previews, Rhodes, uh, he... Well, there's no way it was... It, there's no way... I know what you're talking about. It was. Yeah. It's when Rhodes gets shot down out of the sky, and you're like, oh, damage, and... You know, in the Civil War storyline in the comic book, there is a death. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of this, yeah. in since trailer one, there's been a lot of speculative articles that have been saying the first Civil War death has been revealed. So it, they kind of use that as marketing material, saying, like, there's going to be a death in it. A, 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 um, I want to say a, like what you said, yeah. a stakes. Like, there's st- raised stakes to that point. Yeah, and I... I mean, it's it's in the trailers. You see uh, War Machine, uh, Captain Rhodes, laying on the ground with Iron Man holding him, uh, that he looks like he's dead. And spoiler, not spoiler. There's no way they're going to show it in the it, trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to flat he's out saying, yeah, he's, he's not dead. Um, and so we've gone through all these now where still no major characters have died. And, and this is the one that I kind of, it never dawned on me until I watched that video. It's true. None of them have died. And I'm I, not, I'm not like wishing death on a particular character. I don't, However, but it needs to happen. There, yeah. And this movie demonstrates kind of sometimes how careless they can be. And, and my, not necessarily careless, but how, how, how is it that there's so much destruction yeah. around them and not a single one of them? It's like my complaint yeah. about Daredevil season two is that he's fighting ninjas a lot in the season and he not nearly gets hit with a sword enough as he does in the first season. Yeah. And, you know, the the best case scenario is they're not at the point yet where I think they, they will get to the point where they can kill Iron Man. They can kill Captain America off. That's going to come at some point. It just has to. Well, with if any somebody story. doesn't lose it in the Infinity War, Han Solo had to die. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Eventually, these characters have to meet their end. Um, they either retire or they or they die, yeah. and they you retire know, so, or expire. And they could go the cheap way of killing off like Hawkeye or the auxiliary character, yeah. or Falcon, even. Um, but well, they can't. Well, they can do whatever they want. They can, movies, but the yeah. fa- uh, if you know comic lore, Falcon's going to end up becoming, or Bucky. No, no, no. Well, we both. Yeah. But right now, um, Sam Wilson is Captain America. Yeah. However, that but Steve Rogers is also still Captain America. It's, somehow he like comes back. I don't know. It's so all it's just a very bizarre. Um, and I'm not an expert on any of it. So for me, for them to like kind of show this that we're willing to kill off a character. Unfortunately, there's only one character that I could think of that they would kill off where it would really raise the stakes and upset me. But I don't want them to do it based on it's like one of the only actual females that matter, and that's Black Widow. If she was to go, that would be... Kevin Feige just said that um, they're emotionally committed... It's basically been stated now that the there's going to be a Black Widow solo movie. Good. So, Good. 
So yeah, I I agree with you too. Like regardless of how I feel about Scarlett Johansson, she's one of those back and forth people for me. But I do like her a lot as Black Widow. Yeah. And and in fact, every time she's on screen as Black Widow, that's where I'm like, okay, I like Scarlett yeah. Johansson. And it's I, the convincer. And I can see them. They're really trying to to get that female influence. Um, that's why Scarlet Witch was really thrown into the forefront in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. She was featured a lot more. They do want that strong feminine. I liked uh, her a lot more standout. in this movie. I'm going to say that too, than I did in, Oh, I loved I mean, her in this movie. You're not supposed to like her really in the Ultron movie, but it, I, Elizabeth Olsen is just wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, she did a great job. I, I'm going to say that about, there's a lot of, a lot of the side characters got great moments to shine in this vision yeah. was fantastic. See, I disagree with that. Vision, like Vision to me felt like a wasted character in this. It you felt didn't like, like his Calvin Klein loungewear that he I, came out in in the beginning of the movie. It, uh, it was like, oh, Calvin this, Klein by Vision. Yeah, it just felt wasted on me. I well, here's my thing with Vision. He's so like an omnipowerful character that the, that the the ways they kind of got around that in this movie, like Scarlet Witch, is really the only character that can do anything with him. Like that can yeah. stop him, basically. And, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and you're kind of like uh, the other. They, they kind of they show a scene where she does stop, him, but after that, they kind of like and slide that's, past. That's it. the problem with right now with Marvel not owning. Uh, sorry, Marvel Studios not being able to own the film rights to X Men is that obviously Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were both on that weird teeter totter where they started out as X Men. But then they were also more well, permanently mutants, yeah. in the Avengers. So yeah. they're mutants, but also Fox owns the film rights to the so they term. Can't, they mutants. can't use the word mutant, yeah. So they can't say that. So that's why they're they're enhanced, they're different. And her um, her backstory ties into the Infinity Stone now too. So I'm Yeah. Her and Vision. So I'm sure that's gonna play another part down the road. Yeah, so in in for me with the the thing with Scarlet Witch is you don't assume that she is as powerful as she is. Because you lose out on the X Men side of that, but yeah, I mean it is what it is. They they are showing that she is very very powerful, and she's learning how to really use her powers more and more yeah. as time goes on. I just wish they were able to incorporate the X Men side of it, so that way you could really get a sense that um, they should be afraid of her. Uh, well, she I, when she chooses, yeah, I I. I don't know if it was Civil War, but there is a storyline where she basically manipulates the entire world. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a false war. Like, she has some involving a death. and It's yeah. not her. It's not Quicksilver. It's a, maybe a child or something like that. And she basically changes how the world appears. And Wolverine is, like, the only one who can see past it because of his healing ability, basically. Yeah. And because he's the only one who's not susceptible to her. And... That's I think that's how Civil War kind of kicked off too a little bit. Or that was I, I want to say that was a plot of Civil War in the comic books, but obviously they can't really get Wolverine involved, which is a shame because Wolverine's going to play a part in the Civil War two comic book as well. And I know Hugh Jackman would probably do Wolverine again if he could just be in this, yeah. but you know, eh. we'll see, we'll see. We never knew we never knew Spider Man was going to be in this, but they also had to make a couple terrible Spider Man movies to get here. So yeah, you know the the X Men's on a roll. So Sony screwed up really benefited disney um you know and there's been talks that disney might get uh fantastic four back just because fox has handled the product so terribly yeah uh well that's how they got daredevil too is that fox tried to rush a new movie and it didn't happen and and so they gave it back basically so right now x-men i that's the only one that's off the table deadpool 2 but that kind of falls into the x-men universe yeah so 
Honestly, uh, though, that's that's where my con list ends. Is that there really should have been, in my opinion, a character should have bit the dust in this, and none did. Um, but there are moments where you feel like it could happen. I do have yeah. a little bit of con toward the like. I I don't want to like bring it up because it involves like the finality of the movie with one of the characters that I also have that same issue in Winter Soldier. Like the movie's called Winter Soldier and the movie's not really the Winter Soldier. Like this is like Winter Soldier 2.0, but it again, it's kind of like, God, just finish Bucky's storyline for the love of God. Like not finish it. You know what I mean? I I don't want to go into detail what it is, but it also feels like it's just a character that's never going to, they're never going to really be able to like, yeah, Bucky's still not completely fleshed out. Yeah. He's he's handled better in this one than he is in Winter Soldier. You get to know more of his character. Yeah. You get to find out more of his history and where he came from. Not talking about 1940s Bucky. We're talking about once they we, we, yeah we and that's that's great. This movie starts with a scene in the 90s that involves Bucky and you're because yeah. my thing literally right before the movie started, I was like. I'm confused about Bucky. Like, did he get the super soldier serum? I, I don't, in, and I guess that hasn't really been clearly stated in the movies. It's just that Hydra did all the experiments on him after they pulled him out of the, the, uh, the water. Yeah. But honestly, I, I guess I'll kind of get into, I don't know if you are ready to go into this, but, um, God, it was just so enjoyable. Everything about it. Um, I thought the pacing was brilliant. I I knew going into it, it was going to be a two and a half hour movie. At no point did I ever feel bored during it. I was just, yeah, I was going to say there was no parts that I felt like. I'm going to be honest with you. Actually, there was no parts that I felt like. Oh, this didn't need to be here. There are actually parts where I was like, man, more needs to be here. And I read another interview with them whenever they went to make this. It, the original cut was around two hours and 45 minutes. I feel like the beginning has a lot cut out of and it. And they went back and they said, what can we cut out that isn't crucial to the storyline? Yeah. And they came up with this. And I have to agree. There there could have been a little bit extra here and there, but maybe that's stuff they didn't see. Uh, but the Russo brothers were definitely able to trim it down to where it was a brilliantly paced, yeah. fast-moving action, starting off with action, not having too many gaps in here. Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's people out there who can say, they'll too much action, too much action. Uh, what we loved about Winter Soldier was it was a brilliant political thriller. Yeah, and absolutely. I feel like I keep using the word brilliant over and over again, but what they're doing with it truly is well you know what one it's it's a new age of heroes because it's it's like the end of heroes because the up until up until winter soldier it's been very up until winter soldier it's been very much like um oh my gosh there's heroes in the world like they're saving us they're helping us they're whatever and and now finally it's kind of like here's the consequence of it all so this movie is very much like the world's turning their back on them almost like you're tearing us apart you're you're destroying Sokovia you're you know you're ripping apart who's paying for the damage and and so this this movie kind of rips the Avengers apart like I I would I would go as far as to say like the Avengers are not a thing anymore by the end of this film maybe Eh, but here's where but we don't know I I, want to say that's not a spoiler because it's it's more of a a theoretical like it they're not in the same emotional place no it's they're definitely not however there is one crucial scene that happens between the two main characters in this film yeah. that basically, without giving spoilers, it says at the end of the day, you know, we're always a team if I, necessary. Yeah. 
I will say um, on on your note too about this kind of being brilliant is what I love about this movie is that even while you're watching it, you know there's no way this movie can wrap up all the effects of what's happening. Yeah. So like we're gonna feel the aftermath of this film into all the movies oh, yeah. in Phase Three. Yeah, and so just to kind of wrap up my final thoughts on it, uh, which has like I mean it's part of this giant cinematic universe. I can't go without saying where it places for me. Uh, I'm one of those weirdos who actually thinks that civil or sorry, that winter soldier is the best movie that is. No, in the I, Marvel I, Cinematic say Universe. I, I always say that for me, it's, I'm always my top three. What are your top three? Tell me your top three before this movie. Tell me your top three. My top three before this movie was first, um, civil war before this movie. Or, sorry, Gosh, I keep <laughs> saying Civil War. Winter Soldier, yeah. followed by uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh-huh. But that one's kind of Well, here's the thing. Guardians of the Galaxy, and I said this part. in the movie theater, Guardians of the Galaxy is a weird side bubble of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. It exists within continuity. It's all shared universe. However, it is so drastically yeah. different from all the others and takes place and nowhere, you know what I mean? Every other Marvel movie we've had, they're all on the same planet. So this if, is not even the same universe. So if we pull Guardians out, for me, it goes uh, Winter Soldier, followed by Avengers, followed by probably Thor 1. Oh, okay. Um, I, I would say that my my top three are Guardians, Winter Soldier, and Avengers. And those three are so drastically different yeah. in theme. Like, I love Star Trek 2009 for the sole reason that it's all about. I love how it makes sense that this is the yeah. crew of the Enterprise because this is kind of how they all help each other and this is how they all came to be. And I think the Avengers, for me, has that same feel. It's all, it all makes sense. It, it just fits together so perfectly. It's almost too perfect, yeah. you know? And then. And then Guardians is obviously just a wonderful space opera movie, but it doesn't really fit into the same exactly. thing. But then Winter Soldier comes along, and you're like, oh, my God, Marvel just did an amazing political thriller yeah. with Robert Redford and all this. And so, yeah, I would agree. And I would say that I walked out. What, do you, what did you feel like? Walked out if we are including Guardians in. Yeah. Since you did. Yeah. For me, it now goes Winter Soldier, Guardians, Civil War. Oh, so it, it may have broke into your top three and for sure. Why? And the reason it did was because of the maturity mm-hmm. that it brings to the table. It's not mature on the same level that Winter Soldier was. I mean, it is flat out a political thriller. It was a brilliant, brilliant yeah. movie. Um, and so at this point, you had your 19th shot for me saying brilliant. Uh, but. <laughs> So it didn't pander to the audience. What it I was lo- finally mature, mature superhero storytelling. Exactly. And what I loved about the Avengers was that it was smart, witty, funny, and just a great overall superhero movie. However, I felt like Civil War was a mixture between the first Avengers as well as um, Winter Soldier. It had the the best of both worlds in there. It had that seriousness to it. It had yeah. that political thriller aspect to it but at the same time it also featured the characters interacting with each other and uh, i would go as far as to say this is the culmination of the cinematic universe that it is right now because it very much was it was it was the superhero origin story it was the political side of it it was the team together team apart side of it It, it's basically like they took everything we've seen so far and not shoved it but like beautifully 
orchestrated like how that catches yep. up to you. It really was at a point where I don't think they could they could decide on should this be the next movie in Captain America or should this should be this the be next follow up the Avengers yeah. and it was just that that mix of the two and it just it, it worked for me the Avengers is still a great great movie I just feel like Marvel has come a long way since that first Avengers and I and hope to see a lot more of this and I know Thor Ragnarok coming out next fall in 2017. Is going to be a team up movie as well with the Hulk. Yeah, and I want to see more of this. Now that we've laid down the foundation of a shared universe, well, let's see the shared universe. And that would this was the beginning of that. Where I was like, not everything has to be an Avengers level. It can yeah. be, it can be. I just need one or two. How? And I think yeah. Spider. Well, I guess Spider Man's actually going to jump on that before this because it's going to have Tony and the Spider Man movies. So did it break your top three? I don't know yet. I'm going to see it again this weekend. Um, so I think that says something that I have to see it again. I, I don't – I think I was just afraid to jump to a conclusion. Um, it, I definitely said it's as good as Winter Soldier. Yeah. I would say it's right there. It's it's. I wouldn't say one's better than the other. I say that they're both – and that's what I think is great. That How many times – I consider this like a direct sequel to that movie. And how many times is a sequel as good – I mean, sometimes they're better, but it's not often. You know, The Dark Knight, Empire Strikes Back. It doesn't happen that often in history that the second movie is better than the first movie, you know. And it's – I think this – it handled Captain America's storyline beautifully. It it stayed so focused on this was a Captain America movie, but it also moved other characters along as well. Like, Tony's a different person now, you know, and – I just I think it's a testament, you know, a testament to what they can do in this shared universe. And this the scary part is is that I'm worried this movie is actually going to ruin the rest of the movies now for me after going forward because I don't want to see I, I you know, we're so invested in these people and I'm excited for new people to join in, but at the same time like I want to see more of this. Like I want to see more of not 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 fighting necessarily each other, but I want to see more of this discourse like yeah. how how do they fit in, you know, and so it's definitely in my top four. Okay, but I think when when the dust settles, yeah, I don't I don't know that I can say top whatever. It's getting to that point, which is which is great in a series of movies that you can say that this movie so far down the line. At this point, I don't know if I can have top movies anymore because I like them all so very much. Okay, we'll go to uh, we'll go to top five eventually here. So, uh, do we want to do your your one to one hundred scale on this one? Yeah, I think I'm going to put this one at a ninety. Okay, a solid ninety. Like when I saw it yesterday, I was thinking about it. You know, this is why I didn't want to rush any decisions. Is that I I my immediate impression was definitely in the eighty percent. Um. And I think I just I don't know if it was an expectation thing or anything like that, but I've just had time to settle on it more. And um, but when I was sitting in the movie theater, what what I thought was great about the marketing of this movie is that I I turned to my friend and I said like I have no idea what this movie is actually about. Like I know they're going to fight each other, but what's the other? What's the rest of this movie about? And you know how did they market this? I think that's genius how they marketed that movie this way. It's the same yeah. way they did Episode Seven. You know what I mean? Like you kind of know, but you don't know. Yeah. And um. But the more I've had time to like sit on it and think more about it, and I'm going to see it again, and I can see seeing again and again, I would definitely say at least 90%. Yeah, I would – on IMDb, I rated it a 9 out of 10, and I would probably say that I would put it at like – a 91 or a 92. I'm pushing it over a little. I, yeah, I really, really loved it. 
all, all around. It's just, I, I know the Russos are only going to do so much together and I can't wait to see what they do with infinity wars. Um, for me, I just, they're doing captain America so well. If captain America does meet his demise, eventually, I, I would assume somebody's going to go in the Affinity War. And like, I, I'm going to go in a, I'm gonna say ahead and Iron assume. Man. No, I'm going to say it's... You think it's Captain? I'm going to say it's Captain America. He, I think he'll meet his end in Affinity Wars. And if that happens, I will be happy knowing that there won't be a, um, a Chris Evans Captain America movie potentially being made without the Russo brothers. Yeah. Because they're it, hitting their end with it, too. Um, yeah. You know, Joss Whedon's done... Russo brothers are nearing their end point with this. We're starting to turn over directors really quick who love it, but it's it's a lot of stuff. It's, it's a lot it's, to handle. Yeah, it's it's a it weighs on you, especially you got to think like it takes two years to make a movie, but then you know people want the movie every two years, so it's it's kind of like how long can you how long can your creativity hold at that yeah. point? You know. So I I'm happy with where it's at. I'll I'll say 91. I'm just that one percentage point Pulling above it over you a little bit. Overall, still great. I can't wait to see it again. I more than that, I can't wait to own this. I am yeah, so I, excited. I was going to say, it. I look forward to seeing some of the deleted yeah. stuff, the special features about how everybody came together. Um, the, yeah, there's just so much in here. Ant Man, it just it solidified characters that we haven't really gotten time with too much, and you just you know it it, it kind of like there are so many balls in the air, and every single one of them was handled so well. Take it as you will, how I just said that. Um, but I, it, it makes me very confident in what we're going to see in Infinity War. Whereas before this film, I was kind of like, well, that's going to be the one that's going to, there's no movie like it in the world. And we're going to, it's going to drop the ball, you know. And now yes. I'm very, extremely confident in them being able to handle multiple characters in that way. So yeah. I look forward to that. That's uh, 2018, two years from today. Two yes. years from now is the first one. And they've also decided not to call them part one and part two, which which makes me very excited, too. So the Russo brothers are saying they're very different movies. So it'll be cool. That'll be their third and fourth movie with Marvel. We have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. So so that's that. Let us know what you guys thought of the movie. I'm, you know, I, I want to hear both sides of it, both sides of the Civil War, who loved it, who hated it, who felt meh, if there are any of you out there and, and why. Um, you know, feel free to comment on the... Well, I guess this isn't on YouTube, so no send us an email at uh, – what's our email address for this thing? Uh, you can just send it to podcast at Diz Unplugged right now until we see if this crazy thing works. And then yeah. Maybe eventually we'll get a uh, – You can tweet at us. We have a Twitter yeah. set up now, Diz Pop Show. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and let us know what you thought. Let us know if you saw the movie, any of that fun stuff, and – I guess what's next on the list for us in terms of movie reviews down the road here? Oh, I know. Unfortunately, gonna... it's not as exciting as this one. Yeah, we're, I can't remember what the next one we're going to do. We're going to throw in some, uh, yeah, at well, some point, but I hope it's not the next Alice. one. Alice, yeah, we're going <laughs> to do some other little uh, fun ones in between here and there. So uh, don't don't think that this is the last you're going to hear from Craig and Rhino reviewing stuff. Uh, we're probably going to do a re-review. Well, our first time review, but a re-review for uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to actually start at the beginning of the MCU and, like, work our way through it movie by movie. Because yeah. we're talking about what are our top movies in this one. And, you know, I, yeah, I watched last summer, like, all the Iron Man movies. But I kind of want to go back now that this movie is what it is. And I just want to explore what's what's been there and what's to come, you know. So, so we'll have more. Yeah. So check that out. Um, thanks for listening. And um, we will... 
we'll, we'll be back soon. See you later.